<laughs> Idle Thumbs video game podcast, where we talk about new games. On this week's Idle Thumbs, we've replaced any talk about video games with me making loud noises. Let's see if you notice. <laughs> they won't. And you guys are the parents. It's November 5th, 2014. This is Idle Thumbs 183. I'm Chris Remo. I'm Sean Vanneman. I'm Jake Rodkin. And I'm Nick Brecken. You are. Yeah. Danielle is on assignment <laughs> in uh, <clears throat> Tuscaloosa, Alabama. True. Mm-hmm. How's it going, guys? Not bad. Yeah, sorry. It's fine. Real good. Real good. Yeah. Did you play the Evolve beta? I said that as a joke early on. Eh. A little bit. I had. It was only. I had like ten FPS on my on the machine I was playing on. So. Oh, you, it was. Nick Brecken's machine is not hardcore enough. It was my work machine. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah doing some research. Doing Your game some, development computer is not hardcore enough. No, no. Actually, it's not bad. So I was. I could not understand why the uh, performance was bad. It seems like that game has like really high requirements. Even oh, I think that maybe. Were you PS- playing as the creature? I did play as the creature. Once. Okay, it's probably if you had gotten to like the level two creature. Mm. the performance would have gone up i see and then like you get the really nice normal maps and stuff when right. you're a level three creature that's yeah. that was that i'm sure that's what was going on with that's that. probably that's probably mm. the case mm. yeah, that's an interest. that's an interesting player progression. are you familiar with the terms libel and slander i guess this would be <laughs> slander because it wasn't written that was not i wasn't defaming the game nick was saying the frame rate's bad for everyone well that's factual <laughs> But no, I heard there was like the PS4 version didn't come out as on beta this weekend because yeah. they were having some technical difficulties. Yeah, there was but some... I guess it was with rendering and all. I think it was actually oh, maybe. with the game. I don't think it had anything to do with network. Yeah, that's probably it. So. It might have been the firmware. I think it was the Sony firmware. Firmware, the, Sony the firmware. 2.0. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know it... what to say about the game. It, I, I all I can well, do describe what it is. All I can do is describe what it is. Really, do that. That's all I can do. Yeah. Uh, so I'll do that. It. Uh, so it's it's essentially uh uh it's a it's a four player versus one monster setup. It's a deathmatch. It's an asymmetric multiplayer. It's, it's not, well, it's not deathmatch. Yeah, it's asymmetric multiplayer. It's um basically what you do is you load into a sort of a, a large kind of like the scope of a Left 4 Dead map. Um, but in, rather than Left 4 Dead being a uh, you know in Left 4 Dead you're sort of moving linearly through the map. This is more of an arena kind of a mm-hmm. thing. And um, actually, the one of the couple of rounds I played, it was strange because you, if you're playing as a human, you load in and, you know, your goal essentially as your team squad of four dudes is to find the monster and kill it. That's the that's the game. That's it. And um, it was weird because we we loaded in and instantly the monster was just there. <laughs> and so it's just, yeah, it's just like, oh, I, oh, oh, there he is. It's oh, like the opening of like, Predator. Like, right. Yeah, Arnold exactly. Comes out of the helicopter <laughs> right. with, with Apollo Creed. Yeah. And. 
that predator just eat a sandwich on yeah. a rock. <laughs> That's more or less like, what it was. Uh, <laughs> and his name is like Kaiju Forty Three Dude or whatever. It's just like it's just very. That's the thing that actually. It's funny because that was felt, your first moment in the game. Yeah, right? it felt weird. Such a, you would think that would be much more. In Left 4 Dead, they did such a good job of just kind of allowing the beginning of a round to build suspense and sort of doling that stuff out slowly. Yeah, right. And Even though like it had like you dynamic can, AI yeah. in and place you, of a human being, it was right. still authored. Right. And like, and, when yeah. you come in, there's a whole setup, and you feel like you're mm-hmm. in the beginnings of a story. Even yeah. though it's a multi, even though it's uh, there's a little yeah. of that. Like you're, you, you know, you drop in from like a fucking helicarrier or whatever. You know, whatever that stuff is now, what the kids like. But then it's just immediately there's like a monster there, and uh, he starts running away. And I think the the lower level monsters because the, you know, the monster progression is you run around the map. There are like creeps. I guess like just little little monster dudes that you kill. Your last hits? Uh, no, no, no last hits. Uh, but you can deny, I guess. Well, no, you can kill them as the humans, but it's just sort of helping the monster at that point because the the point is to kill the monsters, the uh, lesser monsters, and then eat them, and then that's how you become a beefier dude, a beefier monster dude. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. It's you run around an arena. Um, the the four guys obviously have different powers. One of them is like the trapper, which he has an ability that just kind of puts up a, a collision dome in the, whatever radius. You know, I don't know how large it is, but it's just it stops the monster from running away, which is basically it just makes all you it, in the smaller <clears throat> arena for the yeah. For the time he actually it. says like arena up or something like that when he does it. And then it's just, you know, a combat thing. And then you either die to the monster or he runs away again. And it's just, I don't know. It, it didn't seem like, I'm sure there are finer points to this game. And I did watch a video online that was kind of cool where this mon- the, the guy playing the monster was doing weird, hilarious things because um, it's very, a lot of the maps are very dark and the monster's back kind of looks like a rock. So he kept like jumping in the river and like crouching down. And everybody was just like running past him, and the guy was just like, "I can't believe that they're just... Oh my god, this is amazing! This is..." And he just he did that, and then he like pushed himself up against a wall behind a bush, and they did the same thing and walked past him. And so like, eh, like if you can do things like that, and that's part of the game. Does but the I imagine that once people learn the maps, that that does the monster also play in first person? Uh, is anything yes. first person in this game? Oh right, um. God, that's one of those questions that I should immediately know, but then... It's weird that, I, it's weird that yeah. I don't know. It's all first-person. No, the person. Mercs um, are first-person. Like, the, yes. like tra- those guys are first-person. I believe the monster is first-person The monster well. is first-person. Yes. Yeah, then they're both yes. first-person. Yes. Yes. Okay. It's all first-person. I think, like, Left for Dead, when you use certain abilities... Like, I think the monster has, like, a, a rock throw. I think you snap into third for that thing. Yeah. But I, so, I, I think that's... And you mentioned Left for Dead twice now but let's be yeah kind of because total rock was the team that went to like got acquired by valve and then spun off from valve to do their own thing yeah yeah but this, this game is, is being published by 2k it was originally a thq yes. title yeah. it's been in development for a long time yeah 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 um yeah i don't know I, I i guess there this are a lot of a modes thq game this is a thq when 2k THQ acquired it for 12 million bucks yeah yeah, yeah. and that fire sale of thq property that needed a home yep yeah yep so I don't know. I haven't played enough of it to really speak about it. There's none of the single player stuff but, in this in there. In yeah, this, there? yeah. No, I mean it's 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 just the one multiplayer mode, and I guess there are other multiplayer modes. It's funny so. because I feel like these betas are usually like build a lot of hype. Mm-hmm. It's a, a, a successful one does. Mm-hmm. Like you know, I we Destiny. Yeah, Destiny or Titanfall. But even recently. like the SimCity beta that we played, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. like <clears throat> I haven't. I don't think it was successful. Like, I haven't heard anybody be like, yeah. is, it, is it over now? Yeah, it yeah. was over yesterday or today. Mm-hmm. It was yeah, over today. Today was the last day. Yeah. 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 
I was traveling, so I didn't get to play it, but um, or anything. Yeah. Uh, I almost booted up a Game Boy Color that I found in my childhood boy, my childhood boy room. <laughs> I was a childhood boy. I almost booted Sean, up a Game Boy Color boy that room. I found in my childhood boy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, camera still works. Turns out. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I just, nobody. I kind of like poked around looking for people to be like, yeah. get hyped or whatever. Yeah. But I didn't hear it, and I usually usually <clears> expect <throat> that coming out of a beta like that. Mm-hmm. I'm still I'm still kind of looking forward to this game. Yeah, I mean, I loved Left 4 Dead for what it was. I mean, did you like Left 4 Dead too? Um, it's funny. I didn't. I eh, I don't know. My impression of that game was that I played it for a week and then put it away, which. I really yeah. didn't like Left 4 Dead too. I, I guess I didn't like it then. Yeah. I didn't either, and I don't even know if I could necessarily. <clears throat> That's what I'm saying. All the reasons why. Yeah, I don't really remember it just why. Didn't grab me. I <clears throat> it, like Left 4 Dead one felt like it landed in a really perfect spot of of zombie movie trope. Yeah, and, I guess, but yeah. also taking, but also serious. Right. Like it, it takes itself. Like you can sort of succumb to the suspension of disbelief that you're in the situation mm-hmm. but left 4 dead 2 is so campy and ridiculous that's what it was it yeah. was like first person dead rising and i was like oh yeah. i don't care i didn't like the like characters. there's no stakes it yeah. felt like i was playing a sequel which is kind of a ridiculous thing to say because obviously it's a sequel but it felt like i was playing it playing one and i don't like that feeling um which often means i just don't enjoy sequels that much that's very frequently the result of that and just so be it i guess sucks for me but um Playing that game, both Portal, the original Portal and the original Left 4 Dead, both to me had that kind of lightning in a bottle quality where it's like, oh man, they've totally like seized on something here. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I remember playing them and being like, this just feels like not other things. It was a really, that sensation <clears throat> I is so in, to powerfully tied to my memory of playing those games. Mm-hmm. And then I played you know, Portal 2, which was good, and I played Left 4 Dead 2, which was, you know, good, but I remember playing them and just kind of feeling like, all right, it's like that, it's like Portal 1, but -hmm. like bigger and more stuff. Oh, it's like Left 4 Dead 1, but like there's bigger and more stuff in it. Well, my memory of... Okay, I guess that's cool. My memory of Left 4 Dead 2 is that the environments were, like you said, just like more outlandish and campy, like just the clown thing and the carnival. Yeah, the carnival. I was excited because I liked like the the putting gas in the car and stuff. Mm-hmm. I like the New Orleans-y stuff. But yeah, I, that stuff was... But God, the environments in Left 4 Dead 1 were so muted and just yeah. so, like... Everything about the game uh, feels sed- more muted. Yeah, just, yeah. like, serious and sedate. And it's funny because awesome. I think my favorite campaign in Left 4 Dead 2 is probably everyone's favorite campaign in Left 4 Dead 2, which is the one where you hike all the way out and then you come, like, through the cornfields and stuff. The cornfield one, yeah. Then you come back and well, it's, the storm and thing. And the it's storm a huge storm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that one feels like an, like an accentuated version of a lot of the best stuff in Left 4 Dead 1, but... Yeah, once Left 4 Dead 2 opened up with your, like, it's impossible to resist, admittedly. If you're making zombie campy stuff, it's impossible to resist the stupid midway environment. But once it was like, there's carnival clown Barker zombies that you're killing with pink electric guitars. Yeah. Yep. Oh, <clears throat> but it sucks that that shipped in the exact same box as that hard rain level, because that level was just yeah. like the most potent version of a lot of the feelings that yeah, I had in totally. the first game. Yep. It's funny because I actually did reinstall that game uh, like uh, three weeks ago. Two? 
Uh, well, you, well left now the way left it works. Two left, is the platform. It's yes, Valve. Like, it's they not the platform. They so, made a game. They made a second yeah. game, and then that so game. So you can't has now, download Left 4 Dead One. I think you can, but all of the Left 4 Dead mm. One campaign content is now inside of Left 4 Dead Two. And the is player it the base same is, as it was in Left 4 yes, Dead One. Yes, I yes. believe so. Yes, it is. You can yeah. you can play with the Left 4 Dead One cast. There's also been uses, a bunch of DLC that has like yeah. crossover stuff. Like they've gone, they went crazy with that stuff for a while. I think it uses the newer version of the director AI stuff as well. I think they they have the maps are the same, but the yeah yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, my, I, I, I loaded it up again and, and did the exact same thing. I just loaded up the, um, the cornfield map and played that a couple of times and then played yeah. some Left 4 Dead 1 stuff and avoided everything else subconsciously. So I guess that is just the stuff. The cornfield playing. map is like playing through your favorite movie or something. But yeah, it's no, it's really Dead. good. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, the rest of it. Mm. I am yeah. really curious about Evolve and I feel kind of foolish for not playing it this weekend, but. Yeah, it's it seems really um, it's unusual. It it seems to me for a major publisher to make a new game, an original game. I mean, they're not developing it, but to fund an original game that leads so heavily with multiplayer. That there isn't have been two a Dota game. There have been two right now. Two very similar stories, actually, of a developer who's acquired by an, a way bigger developer splits back off after a successful IP, after possibly the most successful IP from an IP-only standpoint, and makes their own game. Because we had Bungie do it with Destiny this year, where they made a different Halo. situation. It, it, it's... Uh, sure. I don't know. I mean, still, conversation yeah. over. What? It's still single. It's, it's a, still it, like a It's a company game. owned by another huge company that splits off and makes a huge multiplayer first game for a major publisher that's a new IP. How is that? Bungie was owned by Microsoft. Yeah, Turtle they, Rock's entire team was acquired by Valve, then split back out again. They didn't buy their uh, way out. Oh, 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 oh! I thought you were referring to the THQ to 2K thing. No, no, no. Sorry, I'm talking entirely about <clears throat> just like the Turtle Rock team. For a minute, there feels like Turtle Rock was just a Valve subsidiary making mm-hmm. Left 4 Dead One. Yeah, they mm. technically were. Yeah, and now and then they <clears throat> fell back out forcibly. Right. And are making their own thing, which is a multiplayer-only new IP. And that's, I mean, Bungie did a very different thing in their own, you know, I mean, they're making an MMO that's Activision-backed, which is mm-hmm. different than mm-hmm. a, like, play on a single-server five-player multiplayer game. But, like, it's it's the relative scales kind of track. I don't know. It's it's weird that that is what's happening right now, but it's... it's Destiny yeah. makes more sense to me in the fact that it is sort of, like... Well, Destiny's sort of soft MMO of like mm-hmm. you can jump in as a single player person mm-hmm. and there's that, like other people over yeah. there doing stuff. Yeah, and you're that, like, hey, that guy, to me is me. the part of Evolve that's surprising is that Destiny is like calculated, right? Yeah. Destiny's like, here are the elements we have to combine to create the most potent possible, widest reaching, most Gotta like tick those boxes, loop, you know, enforcing thing we can possibly make. Uh, and then Evolve and is like crazy PC style. Like server-based multiplayer game, <laughs> okay. I mean, I'm not complaining. Um, it's just crazy to see even even a twelve even that being acquired for twelve million dollars feels surprising to me. Yeah, which is in a this, fraction of its budget in this environment. Which, right? Of course, because right. I'm THQ, obviously <clears throat> dead THQ subsidized. You know, a whole bunch of that game's development. Obviously, yeah. It yeah. seems like I imagine that if they're expecting Evolve to go anywhere like this, well, yeah, because Destiny just came out. Destiny out of the gate was a platform with a very constructed and prescribed future. Mm-hmm. But 
I imagine all they can expect for Evolve is that some sort of show or professional sort of scene can come out of it somehow. But I don't quite, I don't even mm. understand how that would happen. Like, I don't know how that would happen either. You yeah. know, this is the sort of game that I, th- <clears throat> I thought they were already doing it. It has to be, it, it has to be the sort of game that they're already trying to put events up around it before it even exists, just because otherwise there's no way that's ever going to be the future of this game. Hmm. But like, how does Evolve exist long term? Yeah, I don't know. Unless they aggress, like it's shitty to say, but how does Evolve exist long term in 2014? Unless they well, put character customization crap in it that can make them a little extra money, and somehow figure out a way that a small theater full of people every couple or of months will <clears throat> fill up to watch someone run around. Like what? what yeah, I mean, where I, does there, this game continue? Where does it exist? It's weird because the, I mean, the. Uh, I, I wish I knew what the other modes were planned to be, but the mode mm-hmm. that is the you know on the front of the box, the the four humans versus one monster. I don't know right. how you make a competitive scene out of that. Like, I don't know. It's strange. You know, the thing that actually was largely disappointing to me, the feel of the human, like playing as a human, it felt a lot like playing as the monster, just in terms of game feel. Like the monster can just leap like halfway across the map. It just has this insane reach. But the humans have jetpacks, and you can also basically do the same thing. And one of the matches that I played, we were basically just chasing the monster around this big mountain, and it, like the monster was about as fast as the humans were. And it's, I, you know, I don't know. It just didn't feel like it didn't have that. Um, uh, God, I don't know. Like in Left for Dead, a, a guy with a shotgun is just a guy with a shotgun, and the boomer felt like an incredibly different mechanic. Right. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's weird. Hopefully, it's... this is an actual. I imagine it is, right? An actual test phase because the game's not out until next year. Yeah, February. February. Okay. Well, that's it's coming up. But, uh-huh. but, uh, yeah. I wonder. I wonder how much they're looking at this for the as a sort of marketing tool, and how much they're looking at this test as an actual period to observe player behavior and garner. Yeah. And gather feedback it's going to be hard to make a game like this in the in the like triple a big money big public money like people know the amount that like the yeah. 2k spent mm-hmm. it's a public number that 2k spent on thq or from getting this game when the thq fire sale yeah. it's gonna be really fucking hard because i feel like for this type of game for it to have the level of depth that people latch onto, and then just like this is just the game i play for the next six months it kind of has to have nuances that are imperceptible to people watching, but provide a great deal of strategic and mechanical yeah. depth to the person at the controls. Yeah. So like, you know, it's really compelling <clears throat> if you're in like whatever quarterly meeting when, you know, you're the guy from turtle rock who has to go show the game to 2k to put it up on the big screen and have jetpacks flying around a mountain and a monster running around a mountain. Like that's like makes for good cinema in those meetings, like in terms of those type of meetings. But the thing you want is like the Daisy style on your stomach, 45 minutes, slow burn well that's what you want (laughs) but that's fun like that tension building of just getting closer i mean is that what this what this kind of game is though i mean is that what this game needs do you think nick yeah well i mean it feels like the arena itself or whatever the map needs to be about five times larger to Mm. give you that sense of just where is the monster i don't know and you know Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. they have mechanics in there that are interesting like the monster will 
um, you know, like stir some birds up and you'll see the birds flying. And if you're looking at that, I think your HUD will actually point that out. And there's like a, as the monster, there's like a smelling mechanic or something, but like it was, eh, everything was on such a small scale that it felt kind of pointless. You could just kind of run around and just go, Oh, there he is. You know, and I'm sure when people actually start, um, you know, getting good at the game, uh, those, you know, people playing as the monster will learn how to hide better and stuff. I I don't know. But on the face of it, it just kind of felt like, God, if everybody uh, is just a dude dropping into this game and isn't, you know, a goddamn lord, then this experience is kind of strange because it, I mean, one of the guys on my team was just yelling like, stop shooting the monsters. Stop shooting. You're helping the other monster. Just stop shooting the other monsters. And people were just like, what are you talking about? Like, (laughs) stop. They're monsters. And I have a gun in a first person shooter. Of course, I'm going to shoot these things. Like the game doesn't not. Because you're helping the the big monster. Because the monster then doesn't have to the small kill them. They're going to eat them. You're creating uh, right. food objects. So there, yeah, but there, there are nuances. But it just felt. I like mean, that's a good g- moment in the movie that is this game. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you know, well, shooting really, the monsters. You're just <laughs> helping the monsters. Adrian monster. Brody realizes they're just feeding the predators. Yeah. yeah. So there, I mean, there are nuances, and you know, the the classes and the monster itself. There is a progression throughout the round um, with skills and stuff, but it didn't feel like so massive of a of a um of a branching uh skill set that it would you know sustain a lot of play so i don't know we'll see i yeah. i didn't play enough of it to really judge it but yeah mostly i want to play left for dead one now yeah, yeah right. this makes me want to play daisy i love left for dead <laughs> just cool. hunting other people and being hunted by people speaking of days I oh I spent ninety four of them getting around the oh. world with Phineas Fogg. <laughs> <laughs> he was none too pleased when we were sitting in New Orleans <laughs> toasting on our 80th day, and I was like, Man, New Orleans is really far from London. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I played eighty days, uh, almost two times. Nice. Um, I fucking love that game. Oh, it's so right? good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's so yeah. good. It's um, really really good. I mean, I don't have anything like remarkably new to say about it. Uh. Other than it's it's ambition made me realize I'm bad at my job. And like <laughs> I played 80 days. I finished my first time flying back from Wyoming Monday morning. And then I came into the office and like the first thing I did was like rescope an entire section of Firewatch to be like way more narratively <laughs> ambitious. <laughs> or like, no, what if this whole thing was just dynamically pieced itself together? Because uh, I definitely feel like I'm like, yeah, yeah. Game yep. Showing me up. But uh, it's awesome. I really like it a lot. Yeah, uh, yeah I don't really have anything fascinating. You saying 94 days it. makes me wonder if there is like the slowest playthrough. So, oh, that's what I was like, thinking. Right? <laughs> wow, like, we, actually, we actually got an email about it. <laughs> no, no, no. I, mean, <laughs> no, I was actually thinking. It wasn't I was her. Like, I was just wondering. Like, I wonder Because I was what, sitting there. This... Well, I started and, this new round. <laughs> I started this. I was made me wonder, and then I realized that's sean's was that <laughs> well i started this new round where i went from london to paris yeah and then i went from paris um i was like i'm getting around the world so fast yeah so oh, i was yeah. like you always feel like that i got yeah. to the first place i checked the plan like always check the plan instantly like look around what are gonna be my mm-hmm. options okay, yeah, 9 a.m yeah. tomorrow blah, 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 blah. okay i have time to do this do i have time to do that should i should what should we do when's the next plane out of here as opposed to the way i played it the first time was get to a new city and be like oh wow golly a new city i'm gonna hit the streets talk to some right. merchants yep, yep, and yep, then yep. like as i'm before i'm going to bed on the first night i'm like oh i should plan and then i'm like <laughs> oh i missed three boats right the next one's in, in four days <laughs> like, drunk and it's 3 a.m like yeah. oh, i knew i should have done something what I was it my first uh, 80 days like i would 
do it myself right. in real life. Right? Yeah. And then I was like, okay, like let's actually try to be good at this the second time around. <laughs> so I did that. I was like, fuck it, I'm going to Amsterdam, living by the seat of my pants. I don't have a plan. I'm just getting around the world fast. Mm-hmm. I get to Amsterdam. And actually, it's funny now that I think about it narratively, like everything going to pot in Amsterdam. <laughs> right. But like, mm, it was the worst. <laughs> I went, I instantly hit plan, realized there was a train to the next place, leaving in two hours, like leaving in four hours. And then I went to the bank and I was like, I'm just going to grab money while I'm here. Like, let me just get a few <laughs> sure. bucks while I'm here. Yeah. And I'm in the bank and it does the like, talk to the manager, go to the teller plan. And I'm like, oh, I'll talk to the manager because I'm fucking Mr. Oh, fucking guy who talks to the manager. I get, give me your manager. And then I realized when I hit manager and the clock is like two and a half hours. Yeah. And I'm like, oh no. Oh no. No, I had to wait for the manager. I'm like just sitting there like yeah. being like, okay, I've already committed to seeing talking <laughs> to the manager. <laughs> <laughs> Train leaves. The next way, like I end up spending 2,700 pounds to get an expedited journey to Moscow that oh, I discovered no. and then missed it. <laughs> it went once a day it goes the next train to moscow is in five days or you can spend 2700 pounds and i went 2700 pounds leaving tomorrow at 9 a.m great get up at 6 30 and like okay so this is a little bit of an overshare but i was playing on the toilet <laughs> and then i just was like playing the game and i was yeah. like okay 6 30 great can i go to moscow and i was like oh wait i'm finished here <laughs> like <laughs> biologically speaking <laughs> so like i kind of set my phone down on the like uh, like next right. wherever right. and the clock in the game just keeps running yeah that's the thing that you don't <laughs> so know like, yeah cleaning my body and like getting off the toilet and i look over and i'm like oh fuck i'm gonna, I'm gonna miss the next train to moscow missed another one <laughs> <laughs> wiping myself like a baby <laughs> so i missed one by going to the bank and one by taking a shit yeah yeah and then i was like so now i'm day seven and i'm in amsterdam i spent a week going from london to amsterdam yeah i could done that on a bicycle (laughs) so now i'm like i'm so fucked that i'm just like okay i'm just gonna finish i'm playing this one out maybe it's 100 days maybe it's 150 days i'm gonna enjoy my time right how much was it and that was 94 that was my first time through. I'm still in the middle of that one, actually. So I've only played uh, it. And I've played it halfway played twice. I've played it two and a half. I've played it one time and then a half a time and then another half a time on my iPad. So how are you? So which one? This is your third time. No, I, I'm, I'm halfway through two, two others. Players. I've played it on two different oh, devices. Oh, on different devices. Yeah, I played okay, 184 okay. day one. Mm-hmm. And then one where I'm on like day 12, mm-hmm. deciding it's just going to take <clears> me 150 <throat> days to get around the world. And then another one where I'm like going through Africa on my right. iPad. Right. Okay. Yeah. Well, here, so here, um, I'm going to read an email now. I'm not going to wait to read her mail. Oh, off guard. Ever... I know, I know. Yeah, Whoa, our up. segments. Because it's so directly related to Nick's. Mixing up the structure. Classic. Nick's wonder here. So, around the world in 118 days, Chris Carrick writes, Hey, Thumbs, I picked up 80 days as per the recommendation in episode 181, and I beat it once and went for a second trip around the world. I was making pretty good time, but I was playing fast and loose with the financial part of the game. I ended up with about 70 days to go, taking a slaver's ship from South America to Africa. Does this mean he was only at day 10? So, okay. So, he was at yeah. day, day 10, taking a slaver's ship from... Africa on day 10. Yeah. No, no, no. I was just... Oh, yeah. Um, taking a slaver's ship from South, South America to Africa. The city I ended in, Porto Novo, had only one travel option to Freetown, founded by liberated slaves. 
In the narrative, the transport to that town discovered I had come to Africa on a slaver's ship, and, hating me, quadrupled the fare to Freetown. This made it well outside my money range. I only had 600 pounds remaining to begin with, and in 80 days, that's basically nothing. The town had no market and no bank, and when that happens, there's a mechanic that becomes active. A new mechanic becomes active, which is to beg. (laughs) Begging nets you around 50 pounds each time you do it, and you have enough time to do it twice per day. I needed 4,700 pounds. (laughs) Phineas Fogg lost his wager because he spent 30 days begging in in Porto Novo. The game runs out of things to say at a certain point. I've seen every single variation of the begging dialogue. It lets you keep playing past day 80. You have to keep playing until you make it back to London, regardless of what day it is. Serves me right for traveling on a slaver's ship, and serves me right for not managing the finances well enough. At least there's a moral to that particular instance of the story. I made it back on day 118. I thought that was interesting, Chris. That's a great story. That's That's fantastic. The same thing happened because we celebrated our 80th day around the world in New Orleans. We were just sort of like, (laughs) well, time to drink up. (laughs) Yeah, so we just sort of had this really sedate journey where nothing really happened all the way to New York City. And we got to New York City, and we were completely out of money, and uh, we needed 5,000, or just under 5,000, like 4,800 pounds to just get the boat, the last boat from just New York to London. Yeah. And we've comp- we're tapped, zero. I've sold everything. Right. Tapped. We're in New York. We go to the bank. He's like, it'll be five business days. Right. So that's a week. So Fog and I just slept under a bridge for a, week, <laughs> for a week in New York and then took a quiet boat to London. Like oh, it was just as like perfectly so like quiet, like right. failure. Yeah. And we got, I yeah. had a few drinks in New Orleans. And you like me to comb your hair? Don't look at me. Like, yeah, just two <laughs> just men, <laughs> like not even seeing each other in the peripheral vision. Right. It's <laughs> really good. Yeah. Good game. God, it's yeah. really great. Good video I just, game. Uh, I love that that game just does not punish you for failing. That it's the whole just, game is about failing. It it's really good. is. Yeah, it's just yeah. How, reacting it's just, to the inevitable failures that will yeah. befall you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was talking to Zach uh, Johnson about that. He does the uh, video games hot dog podcast and shares an office with us. And he like couldn't stand that aspect of it. Oh, really? Yeah. Like I don't think like the thing he kept mentioning was like getting onto a train and finding out he didn't have a ticket. Mm. And he's like, my guy wouldn't do that. And I'm like, yeah, but pass a part two would. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. you know yeah and i think he wanted to like be able to be better at the game i'm like mm. no it's like no it's just like a mm-hmm. yeah it's, about, a, it's a react characters yeah, you like react they can re- to this like that's why there's sense i mean like that's why you, there's only three things you can choose to say to someone like you can't type in what you want to say it's like these are the things yeah. this yeah. guy might say and that's it yeah. oh god i forgot to say well right before that <clears> new orleans <throat> thing happened um fog made me box this guy Yes. Oh, I've done that. Yeah, yeah. And I just got fucking leveled. Oh, yeah. This guy just beat the living piss out of me. So then just like I'm like black eyed, <laughs> like blood busted lip, like, like fog is all perfectly coiffed under this bridge in New York. Just like watching like this, the sunset underneath yeah, the skyline. Of co- and of course he like, even though he's the one who told you to go get, get your, the shit kicked out of you by that guy. Surely still, when you're under the bridge, yeah. he looks down on you a little bit more for just looking like yeah, a piece just, of shit. Uh, yeah, he couldn't dodge. Yeah. Yeah. God, yep. it's so fucking good. And I think, because Inkles, this is like their fourth game. Mm-hmm. Inkle Studios, they have Sorcery 1, Sorcery 2, and then... Mm, might be their and third does game. PR for them. You don't know this? Uh-oh. It's our, yeah, your friend. Um... But this is game is like I hadn't heard, I'd heard a little bit about Sorcery One and Sorcery Two, but this game I, this I think 
I don't know if it's a testament to the design or the writing or both. I think both. I don't know if Sorcery 1 and Sorcery 2 had the same, uh, like, mecha- like, like, uh, time mechanic or yeah. like resource mechanic. Yeah. But, man, this game is really good. It made yeah. me think about, like, other games I'd want like this or, like, something yeah. I'd want to yeah, play. Yeah, 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 for sure. It's yeah. just, well, I feel like a lot of games that are set up like this or even just pff, whatever, choose your own adventure books. Like the end result of making a bad decision is you died or like d- go do another playthrough or and, yeah. and the fact that this just keeps Probably going, that's just a just bump be, in the road. You're sleeping under a bridge with a black right. eye. Yeah. I mean, that yeah. just, that just makes everything, all of that just work in yeah. a way that it just doesn't in other, you know, in other framings. Yeah. Know, it's it's also good. way more fun to design a game like that. I think Yeah. it's like, okay, how are we going to like get out of this one when the player right. totally fucks up? Right. It's like, oh well, yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. I always like that. Yeah. Have you ever? What happens when Fog's health goes to zero? I've never had he, that happen. Uh, well, I've never been coming close. Curious. He's gotten Nick has slowly poisoned Fog. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Uh, he, he's gotten sick a few times while I played. Um, <laughs> of course. Yeah. Uh, he went. I think he went down to one. I don't think he goes down to zero. I don't Did, know. Maybe does he, he just does get really die. surly and bad things happen. He can't die. Um, I don't think he dies. I, that's the, thing. the idea of you going all the way back to London and the story supporting you getting there that's alone. That's true. Yeah, there's no way. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're right. Yeah. 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 The debtors are like that. Like, right. like, and yeah. then Fog just shows up there. <laughs> just, <laughs> I killed you in Albuquerque. <laughs> I buried you. Right. Yeah. I saw you die. It's just the Watson game. You just turn around. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, uh, he went down to one health and it just uh, put him in a sick bed in hawaii for a week and uh and yeah and it's just every day he gains like 10 health um yeah yeah it's pretty rough yeah but uh yeah the game's really good yeah it's awesome it's 80 days before to recap it's 4.99 on the ios app store is it on android yeah i think it is yeah is it now or it's coming soon i think it's coming i don't think it is yet yeah really good yep you just want to take a break? How are we on time? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Jake, how do you, you want to take a break? Uh, yeah. Video games. We would like to thank our sponsor, Hover. Hover's a fantastic domain name registrar, and you can go to hover.com. Use the promo code Danielle. D-A-N-I-E-L-L-E. Danielle. For 10% off your domain name registrations if you plan on running for office anytime soon in the next two to four to eight you might want to lock down your yeah. name get your name right now just so that case. no one spends like 30 seconds on hover to register your name yep and, and then launch a, writes a slanderous yeah, takedown of why you shouldn't takedown. be voted for and that mm-hmm. is even cheaper than it was before because they have lowered the price on pretty much all 200 plus domain name extensions available including all the new wacky ones that we make fun of slash cherish uh, in our hearts and <laughs> your old favorites like dot com, which is now only twelve ninety nine for a new dot com. Dot, 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 cher- dot cherish is not yet dot available. Cherish. Anyone wants to pony up to like hundreds of thousands of dollars and solicit some government organizations, <laughs> dot cherish could be yours to then get for cheap on Hover. <laughs> That's Hover.com slash Danielle for 10% off. Thanks, Hover. It's promo code Danielle. Promo code Danielle. Video game. We'd also like to thank we find folks at NatureBox for sponsoring this week's episode. NatureBox can deliver delicious and smart 
snacks. Tasty snacks. To your home or office. I, I subscribed this week. Really? Did you use uh, the promo code? Uh, I did. You, at home reader, can use the promo code THUMBS and get a trial nature box, yes. which comes with a full-size uh, sample and of then four choice. mini samples. Yeah. And uh, for like $2 shipping, it's... Yeah. Really great deal. I couldn't wait though. I just went right to the. the of main course, box. Nick Brecken doesn't doesn't, Nick doesn't, doesn't ship now. I, I don't. I don't want. Yeah, that. yeah. You yeah. didn't dabble. I, you I eating can't. them? Are they good? I mean, he already knew they were delicious. Because yeah. he well, you know what I did. What do you got coming? You can way. select all of your snacks. I actually didn't realize. Oh that. yeah. So yeah. there's which is and it's a great system. Snacks. Or you can say surprise me. I got the coffee kettle uh, or the the kettle popcorn. That's what pushed you over, right? That got got those pineapple rings. I'm excited now. God, I love those so much. Really? Oh god, they're very good. I want my box now. They're not too sugary. Thanks, nature. Box and go to naturebox.com slash thumbs for a free nature box sample. And thanks, Nick. Video game. And we're back. Oh hey. Oh, oh! Hi. oh hey. Oh hi, Jake. I'm all fired up after that break that we had that was really long and rejuvenating. Oh, we were supposed to go outside. <laughs> yeah, we just sat here. It's fine. Classic break. You're playing Binding of Isaac Rebirth. Yeah. I got, so I like yeah. Binding of Isaac. A lot. I did too. And I talked about it a lot on this podcast a couple years ago. I think that was around the time we were doing the Kickstarter. It was one of yeah. our games of the year of whatever year that 2012, was. 2012. 2012 at yeah. Godi.cx. Mm-hmm. At 2012.godi.cx, you can sure. read about Binding of Isaac and about uh, Steve's dissenting opinion about how there's poo in it. <laughs> oh, yeah, Steve did really not like that there was poo in the game. No, yeah. he was not into the poo. I feel like the poo is even more pooey in Binding of Isaac's Isaac Rebirth. Which really? Is the, You're not just yeah. older? I'm sorry? You're not just I older? might just be older, but I think they... they <laughs> nice so, shirt, by the way. Thanks. It says video <laughs> games on it. Um, <laughs> so, Binding of Isaac Rebirth is a... Um, it's a remake of Binding of Isaac, which is already weird because Binding of Isaac is not that old. Yeah. It's a, it, this game was originally developed by um, Edmund McMillan and Florian Himsel. It's um, a good name. It is a good name. And wow. this Both game names, was remade Florian. by Nicholas, which is a studio that is, I think did like the kind of console version of cave story and probably some other things yep. that I'm not giving them credit for or remembering. Um, I don't entirely know why this exists, to be honest, even after, pl- in fact, is even there, more so. Is I don't it available on more platforms than the original binding? Of yeah, Isaac. I think it's on consoles because and stuff, which binding I think of is Isaac the reason original was, was a like, flash game. It, was, it felt like it was almost a flash prototype that sort of outgrew itself and became a real game. Yeah. Whereas this is like, supposed to probably be the canonical real one or something yeah i guess although in substance it feels very similar to me there are lots of little things that are different but nothing feels fundamentally different to me it feels easier i guess it feels both easier and less generous and in, in that i feel like i'm getting less stuff you know i feel like i'm, I'm picking up fewer things but the, the difficulty feels tuned easier you're cleaning rooms more quickly basically like i'm just not taking as much damage i my oh really that's a strange way to make it easier because that's the like the that's the fulcrum of fun for Benny of Isaac for me. Yeah, maybe, maybe I'm just re- I just retained my aptitude at this game more than I thought I would Your after pro a couple skills. years. But I it, I think it it feels easier. I don't think that's but like when you that. get hit, how much of a heart does it take away? No, no, that that part is still the same. I think oh, okay. it's just, just that there's... I just find myself taking hits less than I remember taking hits in that oh, game. Okay. Maybe I'm making that up. I could be totally making that up. But if that's how it feels, I don't know. I could be totally wrong. I feel like I just get a lot farther in this game without having to ramp up at all than I did in the original. It'll, I don't know. It'll be curious when you guys or me, I guess, uh, I was so bad at Isaac, but playing it more just to see if downstairs neighbor, um, 
it'll be curious to see how the downstairs neighbor is treated. Uh, no, just <laughs> if if where a lot of the ads are is in late game content, because I know that Binding of Isaac, yeah. as Edmund McMillan was adding on to it, he was putting out content drops. I'm just going to also screw up the podcast by throwing things around. Um, that complicated the game and included more yeah. more bosses and more uh-huh. sort of late game stuff. So this game could be fanning out wider. The yeah, and I think, it's, I think it's supposed to. Or, I mean, I think that was one of the the intentions. I know that one of the reasons this game exists is because um, Nicholas approached uh, Edmund about a Super Meat Boy remake for consoles or something. Or, or Super Meat Boy version. I don't know. Some, something to do with Super Meat Boy. And he said, well, I've kind of hit my wall with Binding of Isaac. I don't know how much more I want to keep doing on it because I have these other games that I'm working on. You know, he was working on Mugenics with... Uh, um, Tommy Refinez and uh, something and I don't know whatever else he's working on and so he just said why don't you guys remake Binding of Isaac and just like put even more stuff into it um, and so I th- you know so so I presumably it does have a bunch more content um, most of the stuff I've seen so far seems basically the same I've seen one new room I don't remember ever seeing before I got transported to this like heavenly shrine place that I don't remember but uh, the main difference is how it looks and Edmund McMillan really likes how it new looks or likes how it looks newly. I don't as much. It's, um, it's you, on a pixel grid. You can turn that off. The pixel no, grid you can't. Stuff. Really? Nope. I mm-hmm. saw in like a comment on like a steam curated page or something. You can turn that stuff off. Oh, because, because before this game came out, McMillan was saying, no, you Maybe can absolutely, not. absolutely not turn this off. Oh. This is how this game is. I'm not going to include two art styles in a, in a game, oh, but mind. maybe they changed. No, maybe no, the developer changed it. I don't know. Um, in any case, it it's weird. I probably wouldn't feel as weird about it if this is just what the game always looked like. But because the original kind of vector style flash artwork is so resident in my brain, it's just very clear that this is a pixelized translation of that. You know, it's really the same art. It's well converted. You know, I mean, they, they did a really good job converting it to pixels to a pixel format and animating it. Um, it. I, I doubt they just sort of... Oh, I think I was totally wrong. Sorry. I doubt they just ran a filter and just called it a day. It no, I'm sure like it was all put, redrawn. Yeah, they put yeah. a lot of work into making it look good, and it does. Um, but it but it does feel unnecessary to me. You know, like, it just, it's like, oh, I guess there's this. He, I guess, was really... Unsurprisingly, this game was very inspired by early Zelda games, and he always wanted the game, I guess, to have um, a style more mm-hmm. in this vein. And he made the enti- all the art for the original game, which was a side <clears throat> project, Jake, kind of as you implied, in like two months. So it feels like this game was never – He was, sounds like he was never quite happy with what this game was. And he kind of liked – relished the opportunity to just hand it off to someone else and have them just build it out in a way he wasn't going to. But I, So I understand that from his perspective. But from my perspective, as someone who played you know, a couple hundred hours of Binding of Isaac, it's really hard for me to identify what about this – like needs its own additional existence in the world. Like why is it special? Yeah. And so I'd be curious to any readers who I know we have a bunch of readers who have played this because I've already seen people talking about it and wanting us to play it. Um, And Sean, if you, you said you were going to play more of it. I'll be really curious to hear what you think. And I'll be really curious to hear what any other readers think. Please write in if you have any answers to my sort of. It has controller support built in. I assume at this stage. Yes. Yeah. You'd use joy to key or whatever. Right. I just used, I always just use keyboard playing this game, so I just use keyboard yeah, playing Binding of Isaac. You're but Sean, sure. this this is your like Geometry Wars brain, I imagine. Yeah, yeah, I like I like dual stick shooter. No, that stuff. makes sense. Yeah, it's like what I like. 
Um, yeah, it's I don't know what to make of it really. I I guess it's cool. I mean, I'm glad it's, it's only a, on PC. I I don't know the answer to that. I mean, I think one of the reasons to bother doing this is to, be to bring it to consoles. To bring, yeah, to bring it to consoles because they're no longer big get locked into this format. Um, but uh, yeah, although there's some stuff in there that like is not ESRB friendly. Binding of Isaac is coming to PS4 and Vita. Okay. Oh yep. Yes, and it is. Steam. Yeah, this stuff. Steam, oh right. And OS 10. Speaking of the of ESRB friendly and speaking of more Pui, what I meant by more Pui was that it sounds like one of the they also it feels like they <laughs> Let's re- clarify more Pui. Um this is another thing I just can't remember. More Pui is a guy I ran into on the train on 80 days. <laughs> <laughs> um this might be all something else that I'm misremembering. It feels like they either redid a bunch of the sound effects or changed the mix or something because there are certain sound effects that just feel like they're in that kind of played slightly too loud, only one variant stock sound boat. You know, you know what I'm talking about? Where you hear, where you play, is it a poo sound? One of them's a poo sound, and one of them is like a child kind of sobbing, and neither of them is hmm. inherently a bad sound or anything. But there's just certain sounds in this game that feel like they're just not. There's not enough variety, not enough randomness to them. Like they only have one sound for the thing, which is you know often dangerous, and they're just mixed in a way that they just stick out more than other sounds, and it makes it kind of feel cheap to me. Uh, I don't know. It's still a really fun game. I still really like it a lot. Like if you've never played an Isaac, yeah. If you've never played the Binding of Isaac, sure, just play this. You know, it's gonna be the one that's supported going forward. These type of releases are always really tricky, though. Of like, if you've been with you, yeah, like the game that it came from like like the creator who is the genesis of it mm-hmm. and then you sort of sit there and i mean i i'm still never going to be the person who like 15 dollars is a thing i don't think about spending for a second you know just it's just never going to be in my dna to be like auto spend 15 bucks sure. i'm like uh-huh. i'll think okay yeah fine but like there's always that hiccup in the like and if there's a question that's within arm's reach I will ask it and question, you know, and, and it'll right. stop me from purchasing the thing automatically, which and for mm-hmm. this, it's like, that's the question is like, I liked Isaac. Do I need to play this? What is this? Why is this right. like worth getting, mm-hmm. you know, and it feels like a hard question for you to answer. Right yeah, it now. is. I, I suspect there are people who already have played, have played. It just feels like it just came out. So, I, right. but there are probably still already people who played it a lot more than I have. But, uh, so I, I don't know this, this makes me glad that Double Fine is doing Grim Fandango the way they're doing it. I was actually going to ask if anybody had seen that. No, it's been, show, it's, out been of this segment. It's, it's been shown a couple times now, and none of us have seen it. Oh, bummer. But, 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 but yeah, I mean, you may know more about it. It's essentially it. I the same game, though. This is, the, this is my point, is that yes. they're not remaking Grim Fandango. They're just they're kind of freshing, freshening it up in a few ways. They're re-recording the soundtrack with a live symphony, which is great. Um, you know, they're making sure that it works on modern operating systems and computers and PS4, I guess. Yes. Uh, you know, they're adding controller support. Um, they're, you know, they're they're cleaning it up in the way in a way that feels analogous to how uh, an older film is restored, yeah. right? And that's What's that's it? really cool because then, as someone who's played Grim Fandango, I'm like, okay, cool. This is an excuse an excuse for me to play it again. It's a way that I can tell friends who 
I've tried to convince to play this game before, but it's impossible to buy. And even if you do get a copy of it, it's really hard to get running. This this I can just say, it's on Steam. Just go get it. Um, and it'll work. And I can know it'll work. And that's what I want. That's kind of right. the thing that I And you don't want. have to have that, like, well, in the original, you, the exactly. soundtrack you was to... actually, and, like, also the voice was really good in the original, but... Well, actually, I had a question right. about yeah. the soundtrack, because I, the soundtrack was recorded live, I thought. Okay, no, there's a split. The, there's yeah. jazz players who yeah. play the horn sections and the percussion, but any symphonic elements were synth strings. Yeah. Oh, really? Okay. So yeah. all I, the stuff that's like the Casablanca score style stuff. Oh, right, 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 right. right. That, okay. So that was do you know if I know that score pretty well, but I, yeah, the same I can, jazz performers, the same original recordings? I don't know. Because, why, I hope I don't so. because that would actually, that would actually, if, right, that's that would actually be bad. Thing if, that would, if, that if would playing, really scare me. If I'm playing me. Grimm and like the, like the baritone saxophone solo is just different. I know all of those by heart. I will be so sad. Like I listened to that soundtrack. I don't know why you would redo that. Those already sound great. Okay. The only reason would be if you don't have the master tracks and you just record it all with that symphony or something. Something, but that'd be so cheesy recording totally jazz different. parts so with a... in symphonic parts i don't think yeah. i don't think peter mcconnell Cheap or, games did i don't it. think peter mcconnell or the composer or tim schaefer God, would, would do that no, I don't, the, both the, of those guys have taste that is too the good jazz enough. performances yeah. and like the sort of mariachi style stuff oh, is, oh, I think, so, so good weren't the, weren't the jazz players weren't a bunch of those just peter mcconnell's friends yes probably like he wouldn't yeah. just they were he wouldn't just record over that shit yeah no, i hope not oh. um but yeah that's that that that's exciting i'm excited about it i think it's a really cool thing to do well and they're also they're changing the tank controls right now it's just a basically i think i think they're adding an they're adding option. a new tank a controls new option were, which are available but then i think there's a better version of the sort of mario that's 64 the thing style that feels stuff, but then like... also point and click is added in oh really yes. okay so that fans hacked that in and then they got yeah, yeah. use that code yeah because i've used the grim launcher or whatever that has a lot of that stuff in it now but like the um that seems like the most important add, just in terms of increasing accessibility, accessibility of yep. yeah mm-hmm. of of that game for people. Man, it's honest, hard to get you know a friend of mine that isn't super into games to play Grim Fandango now because oh yeah, of those controls. Sure. Um, are you guys aware of the like Adam West Batman TV show Blu-ray release that is happening? <laughs> no, but I've seen every episode of the Adam West Batman show. You should look up the <laughs> Warner Brothers. Um, side by side split screen comparison oh my god of, have you seen this no it's gotta look this, good it's, right? it's look, amazing it just looks it looks wait, amazing as in it looks like it looks they're wearing so good oh really i expected like something well, about I'm, the I'm, I'm, <laughs> just to make it look like they were wearing like things that were duct taped together <laughs> you know, just to be too high depth where you just it's look gotta like cardboard. if you look in the background of these sections if you're gonna see cardboard seams and yeah, like I'm sure. him climbing the building with the camera turned sideways is going to look more goofy than it did before but also yeah. that show's really stylish in its own yeah, way it totally is right? oh, yeah and it's i this is the th- I love stuff like this. I mean, I'm watching, um, you know, Jake and I are doing the Twin Peaks rewatch podcast. So I've been watching Twin Peaks on Blu-ray. Subscribe to it on iTunes. Subscribe to iTunes or wherever. And um, that is another example uh, in a different way than, than Adam West Batman. But it's another example of something that looks. You can make it look the way you kind of remember it looking. Mm-hmm. Um, but now with your with eyes that are accustomed to, you know, high fidelity images can I, you realize, oh my God, it didn't look like this before, but holy shit, it looks good now. I just want to point out, I, I keep running, I keep having experiences where I encounter people where I, I'm excited about stuff like this. And then they're like, but it's old. Why make difference? Does it make if it's HD or not stuff that was shot on film yeah. has way higher resolution than yeah. a, like a 480p television screen. Mm-hmm. So like when they recapture, when they, when they retransfer off of the film, the actual film negative, they scan it in at a they can scan it in at a really high resolution because film is capable of maintaining a ton 
of visual yeah, information, a lot of even are, old they're probably scanning it at eight at this point and stuff. Yeah, like, so just a public service announcement. Announcement. I want people to realize that, like, just because a movie or a TV show is old, if it was actually shot on film, there's that's what probably you saw in the theater. There's probably yeah. Well, one, it's what was in the theater, which is obviously a lot bigger than a TV screen, but it still looked good. Um, but there's probably way more detail than you're seeing on your like. 90s DVD of it or your VHS the, 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 the you have. prolific nature of the VHS market and movie rental stores probably did a lot of long-term cultural damage to old movies. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Because any, like if you go watch, like if you went to Blockbuster and rented Sunset Boulevard or Double Indemnity or some other like old noir like that or something or um, whatever. Ace um, in the Hole, anything by Billy Wilder, basically. The Apartment. The Apartment. God, no, I just love <laughs> those two movies that I like, whatever. They're um, good, they're great movies. Oh, Sweet Smell of Success was the other one I was going to talk about mm. or mention because that's just God, my, that uh, another yeah. good... But like those movies, if you, look at the, if you look at the transfers of those, they're abysmal. They're just like a blurry, mm-hmm. muted they're mess. Terrible, and yeah. the covers of all of those were clearly just aimed at an old person who had... Yeah. Kind of remembers the star, but a didn't lot of those care covers look like they were made in Microsoft Word. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like the co- the cover for Sweet Smell of Success. If you look at like the Criterion cover, it's this just bombastic, crazy, high intensity oh, noir thing. Yeah, yeah. but like then if oil you, painted noir. But then yeah, if you yeah. look at the cover of the VHS that was available for like twenty years, it's just like a blue to lighter blue gradient with a still from the film, and then in a little like gold <laughs> Corel draw gradient says Sweet Smell of Success. <laughs> it's like why would anyone it's the most boring bland yeah like oh god it's just yeah it's nice now like it it sucks and it's nice the thing that sucks is that a ton of these movies are not going to make the jump for sure yeah but the thing that is really nice is to be able to just basically be punched in the face by all of this old stuff with the vibrancy that was actually intended for it when it was new totally i think one of the things that's actually happening right now is we're in this era where where physical media is rapidly declining in relevance. So I think probably a lot of these studios are g- speeding up some of these restorations to try and capture as much of the physical media market as they can while it still has well, the life that it currently and has. And also long term, I bet like if they're like Netflix, we're going to sign a deal with you. It's for six hundred movies. 400 of which are SD. Like, that's not going to happen. Like, there's, you just can't, oh, like, true. at a certain point, you can't sign that content anymore. Right. Like, no one's going to license your, like, old shitty Laserdisc telecine of some movie. Like, it's just <laughs> not, no one cares, you mm-hmm. know? Like, that's, but, I, but I feel like to justify the restoration costs, it's helpful to be able to earn back on that movie yeah, individually. Right now with, in the collector's yeah, market. Yep. Yeah. And so, anyway, look up the Adam West Batman Blu ray transfer. It's really cool. I mean, it's not the most incredible transfer you've ever seen it's like hilarious garish colors and like really super saturated but just relative to the what you know would have been broadcast on televisions in the 60s like or what you've seen on youtube in the past it looks so good the thing that i want to see in hd in those batmans is those uh the cartoon sound effect title cards because oh, me too. because those are clearly just paintings that someone like zooms in God, on I really quickly. They, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but like, so those those they're totally you know optical elements. They're just the things someone true, yeah. pointed a camera at. So now I imagine you can see the God, they didn't have the, any of those in the, the lettering in the on them. Why list. would you? Why would you not? Man, yeah, that would be great. Oh, Show man. me that Biff. <laughs> God, that it's amazing to think of how fully that series permeated culture for decades. Like by way of those, like that trope. The like bam, Biff, 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 with like the big thing on right. the you know cup filling the screen and 
the like horns, the like dissonant horns. So good. What a, what a, what a great thing. I don't know why I'm talking about this. (laughs) (laughs) No, I just kind of want to watch it. Yeah, no, me too. I've watched every one. I definitely have not. Definitely. I've watched every single one. My sisters and I were obsessed when we were kids. I know that you can, at least I think you can, can you unlock 60s Batman in one of the Arkham games? That's gotta be in there. No, I've played a 60s. I remember when the demo, when the demo of the first Rocksteady Batman game came out, I remember the coolest thing was that people would go into the, people would, They'd color modded, it at least. Yeah, they would they modded it so that you could like swap textures in your demo folders and people would people released the like nineteen sixties Adam West Batman color scheme as just like a mod for the demo of that right. game. And it was so awesome looking. It actually looked rad. It looked like the weird combination of the of that sort of very over the top comic book boldness in this like normal mapped serious world worked way better than it could ever work if you put that in like a Chris Nolan live acted Batman movie right. because the proportions in those games are so cartoonish and so like Batman is like a fucking truck you know like he's just he's huge in a, in a absurd way right. and so it totally like balanced out the the kind of more lighthearted cartoony nature of that color scheme and just looked badass it was really well you also do like a, f- a like looking at it air kick into a guy's face which you can then jump off of into a, like a kick flip that you then punch some guy with which never happens in a Nolan movie like the <laughs> it's, fighting it's is true yeah but the thing that I was going to ask about that is do you think that you could take the core like stripped entirely of aesthetics stuff in Arkham and then slam in Adam West Batman art and then also have a dynamic soundtrack that has the horns and <laughs> throws those title oh cards and you think it would hold up if all the cuts are like, oh, Batman, you've like just that shitty, wow. like tilted camera angle stuff. And then when yeah. you get in the fights, it goes, no, 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 no. Like, oh, would that fucking so work? Cool. I, I someone don't should, someone could probably prove that out on YouTube. That's pro- yeah. someone probably has, yeah. but like you punching a guy. And then instead of any speed ramping bullshit, I know those games don't do it, but where other games would do a speed ramp or cut to a sick close up kill. <laughs> this just cuts to a full screen title card that says Biff. Oh man, this is the thing. This is that could never happen because I feel like the type of people who the core audience that is targeted by both those games and by modern superhero comics just wants that stuff to be way too self-serious. It could like, be a four-pay DLC. Wow, sorry, I'm looking at yeah. this on YouTube. This looks amazing. or a pre-order yeah. DLC, if you will. Yeah, it could be a pre-order DLC or a four-pay DLC. Because I think the Adam West mm-hmm. costume in the in the sequel, I think, was a pre-order pre-order DLC. Oh, okay, yeah. Incentive. So oh, I feel like good. I remember this. Chris and I were playing around with this stuff when that came out. But yeah, in the with way what? that like you, oh the oh, the, yeah. the the Batman costume. Oh, but, you're talking about the Batman costume. Sorry, I thought you were talking about the the show. No, no, no. no. The Batman, but, the Adam West like, Batman. Co- yeah, costume. in the way that zombie mods exist, or that there's yeah. the Alien Isolation DLC that is the story of a few hy- uh, mm-hmm. uh, highlighted scenes from Alien. This or fuck it, Scarecrow does a weird thing to you. Then you're inside of a level where you're Adam West Batman, and the '60s soundtrack is on. It says Biff. That like, I could see. Whatever. Actually. Like just. You could you could do that. You Batman multiverse. That. It's a video game. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of Batman, Speaking uh, of- we we got this reader mail. Uh, uh, Batman begins. <laughs> <laughs> we got we actually got two reader. Ma- I I know we're just this is just a topsy turvy episode. Maybe everything, it's time for reader mail. Everything Chris. out of order. Yeah, but um, we got two different reader mails from people from Daniel Primo and Damian Martini. 
those both sound like made up names. Yeah. Primo and Martini yeah. back um, in action. <laughs> um, uh, Primo, get in here. Martini, I told you never to call me here. But I'm going to read the one. I'm just going to pick one at random, I guess, to read. So I'll read, I'll read Damien Martini's. This is the best one email. of the two. They're, they're very similar. Um, so Damien Martini writes in about, I make up for the Batman. So hilarious you should mention Oh, that. yeah. I forgot. We yeah, about this, this has yeah. been driving me crazy since I was a child. I used to wonder why every Halloween Batman costume always looked lame until I figured it out. I make up. I'm a huge. So for context, last on last week's show, I forget why this came up. We talked about how in all the Batman movies, um, the actor playing Batman always has to wear black eye makeup around his eyes so that you don't notice the skin, the skin tone through the mask, through the holes in the mask. Okay, so anyway, Damien Martini continues. I'm a huge Batman fan. I've watched everything since Lewis Wilson to Bell's grumpy marble-chewing crusader. And a moment I'll always cherish is when Michael Keaton removes his mask at the end of Batman Returns to show Selina Kyle to try and convince her to stop. The funny thing is you can see all throughout the movie that he's wearing the famous eye makeup, but in that shot, just before he removes the mask, he is not. The makeup has magically disappeared so that only his clean face is showing when he takes off the mask. Anyway, I thought it was funny how they thought a black-eyed Batman would be totally lame and a resource... And to resource such a cheap trick, specifically from Burton, who is considered a good director at the time. Keep up the awesome work. Long live uh, <laughs> the qualification of at the time. Man, it's, yeah. it's weird. Like, there has to be a Batman comic where they include him pulling the mask off and he just has a stripe of yeah, black I said that last week. Face. I thought that would be a thing you could actually do. Yeah. Oh, that's 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 a thing? So that, no, I don't know. I just hypothesized. Right, because week. like the that actual exact look is... On the cover of uh, Kieran Gillen and Jamie McKelvey's comic, The Wicked and the Divine, has mm. like the first issue is just a character looking intense as fuck with just a stripe of paint across their eyes. Why isn't that just a cool look that Batman has? Like literally, we. I mean, you're right. We did talk about this exact thing last week, but just like, why? Was I that? think it's because there is no such thing as Batman without his mask. He's just Bruce Wayne. Yeah, but like in all of the modern filmic adaptations or in some comic book, it seems like someone must have at one point. How can you not just be like, okay, he's got black he get his, paint. He gets his mask smashed in and uh, yeah, but the paint, the, the, the eye stuff just disappears. If there's ever that, maybe in the Nolan ones, does he have black paint underneath? I yeah, think he does. Definitely. Oh, he does. No, no, he definitely does. But yeah. like, but remember when he's fighting Bane? Bane smushes his. Face. Yeah, but it's all. It's got to be smeary makeup <laughs> stuff, him. but like, what's with this fresh? He smushes his face. <laughs> just where smush is the scene face. where he takes the mask off? Your face is smushed. And like, you can still <laughs> <I can laughs> see this movie apparently, so I get the goddamn jokes. You've never seen that? There's nothing oh. to get. It's a Bane It's amazing. Oh, it's two hours. It's a guy talking like that and nobody's saying anything. Well, you know what you have crazy. to see is Birdman. Isn't the guy who plays that the Fuck. guy who plays fucking Ricky Tarr in yeah, yeah, yeah. Tinker Taylor? Yeah. That's baffling to me. That dude's a good actor. Tom Hardy is a I'm hard a real actor. He's he a real good. Yeah. 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 Sorry, what, Nick, what were you going to say? I just I saw Birdman this weekend. Oh, I saw that too. Yeah. I really liked it. Wait, I did, I did what as well. What is Birdman? Bir- Birdman is a movie by Alejandro Inarritu that has. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, you don't know anything about Birdman. I don't know anything about Michael I, Keaton. I literally play, saw Michael so, Keaton is Birdman. I went, yeah. seen it. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's the point of the movie. He plays, he he, plays he, a guy who used to play Birdman. Aka whatever Batman. What? Who is now putting on a play that a he had a, play? Yeah, that he has written an adaptation of a Raymond Carver uh, 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 series of short stories to sort of or uh, collection of short stories. Get that, something going on in his life. Again. Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. That's the setup. And also, it is shot as 
a faux one continuous take. Like it is not actually one continuous take, but the the camera, you know, there are cheats. But it's really there, there it's right, the right. feeling of one continuous take. Right. Uh, it's fucking good. It has some yeah. dumb shit in it, but it, it does have some dumb really shit in it. The it's, end is the end has some dumb shit in it. Self indulgent, yes, yeah, but times. whatever. It's worth. Well, it's, I, that's the director. I really, but, yeah. You guys, did you guys all go together or no. something? No, Chris no. and I went together. Um, and also in it is Edward Norton, who's been in a lot of other stuff. But oh, I man. really enjoyed that his last big major Hollywood thing was a huge blow up over creative control of the Incredible Hulk. I like that he and Michael Keaton are in this movie together a lot. Anyway, right. well, he also plays himself to some degree yeah. in that movie. Yeah, it's yeah. Awesome. Really Sean, I'm trying to find the post the like in world Birdman poster from the film Birdman. I've seen because it looks exactly like the Batman poster from 1990 or whatever. It's oh really no, I've funny. seen it. I know exactly what you're talking okay, about. Yeah, 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 I know exactly what you're talking about. Because just... I saw that and thought that was the poster for this movie. Right. And you were like, what is that? And I just didn't know. <laughs> I always feel sort of Yeah. When things that I like I'm the audience for this. Like grew up with Michael Keaton Batman. Mm-hmm. Now and watched yeah, now an adult want like find myself watching new and interesting films, like mm-hmm. enjoy this particular director, and then it never like the the message never penetrates to me. It makes me wonder if I'm like withdrawing from that, mm. like I'm becoming basically unmarketable, right? Or if it is just that hard to get. I think to it's hard. Get, it's I think question. it might be a little calm. A little I mean, this also, this movie also is, because it's like a Fox searchlight movie, right? right? Like it's not, they're not doing it. Just like blow the doors down marketing campaign <sighs> blow the bar- where everyone in, is going <laughs> to, did I accidentally quote that movie? No, no, no. Okay. It's an old Michael Kane. Uh, okay. Which reminded me of Batman. Um, and reminded me of Ollie doing a Michael Kane impression. Right. Yeah. But you know, there, there's a limit to how much they'll be able to just like force this movie into everyone's consciousness. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's other than like, some I'm on Twitter. But other than that, it's it. I'm, I'm getting I watch, promoted tweets about it. Right I watch, now. you know, yeah, no, to, yeah. to that audience, there's a ton of stuff. Like they put out, but some, a promoted tweet is really hard. They like, put out a lot of trailers for Birdman that are actually pretty like weird and make you want to see it. They had a yeah. poster campaign that was like all yeah. kind of super yeah. hip alt posters of like I mean, there were a bunch of Birdman screenings where it was just. Birdman instead of Batman looking sort of sullen over monuments of all these cities and stuff like they did a but bunch like, of stuff. Did you like, like this, see a though? trailer for this? No. Because the trailer was like incredibly enticing. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. If you see the trailer for this movie, you're like, oh, you don't have any questions. I mean, you have questions. Right. But not, but, but the questions they want you to have. You see the trailer for I this movie. I think I'm movie, just withdrawn. That's like, fine. I don't, I, the last movie I saw was Guardians of the Galaxy. There, there was something like sure. that recently where yeah. I went, I, there, I don't understand. I, I can't remember what it was, but I just could not fathom how I hadn't been exposed to it yet. And right. it was already a released thing. Was right. it the, and it was just uh, shocking to me. It, and I, huh? Already like a movie in theaters? Some, yeah. Yeah. Or maybe just already out on oh, Blu-ray or something. It was yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it was something just, you know, it was baffling to me. And I, I also had the same question. I was like, am I just withdrawn to the point at which like, I have that I'm experience just... a lot for sure. Yeah. Um, I didn't with this one for whatever reason, but yeah. Yeah. No, it's, I know weird. it's a weird thing. I don't know. I think it is just withdrawing from that. Mm-hmm. I feel like when I was younger, I would actively seek out like the latest movie trailers. Yeah, and I just, would actually like, hang out would be at like, apple.com slash trailers. trailers. I would yeah, actually yeah. Like, yep. watch a bunch of that. I, I, I went to that. that. I used to yeah. do that years ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I saw a trailer on that and then it made me think I haven't been to this page That was probably in, in part because just at that point when like 
YouTube wasn't around, but QuickTime was getting good enough that you could watch a yeah. 720p yep. anything on your computer. We're like, oh my god, yeah. the Matrix trailer takes up more than my computer monitor, and it's a video, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Matrix sequel trailers were the ones that were. Uh, oh, they really were really crisp. God, that second Matrix trailer. Oh was man, so fucking hyped. That three point landing. I was so hyped. Those like <laughs> albino. Twins. Coming out the glass and the, the so katana stuff. Oh yeah. Oh man. I was front row, man. I went. Oh, I had a high, a high, high, and low, low. Walking into the theater, walking yeah. out of the theater. Oh god, it was awful. <laughs> oh. I dragged my friends to see that too. That was that was embarrassing. So you guys are all super hyped for the new Star Wars. I am. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. J.J. Abrams hasn't actually made a thing that I hated. Did you he see the second Star Trek? He hasn't made a thing yeah, that I, I didn't hated. Hate it. I didn't think it was good, but I didn't hate it. He I hasn't made think... a thing he's hated, but he's basically never made something that I got that is like that you loved? amazing to me. He's like a very like he's he, a, the kind you know of, what he, he for he's me the it's kind of director like... that kind of drives me crazy because I feel like he's always just a little bit too safe or something. It always feels like he's like I don't know. I guess you're cool, but like yeah. I, I see your movies, and I'm never like shocked or surprised. Well, there, there's like, oh, something about it cool. that just I don't want to ever go back and watch them. But I'll often walk out of the theater saying like, yeah, it's yeah, fine. yeah, yeah. That's yeah, how I. Good. That's how I feel. Like J.J. Abrams, he gets this weird pass for me where he's like a guy who hits like 275, <laughs> you know, and like sure, yeah, you know, eleven dingers, like. Really, you know, not an all star, but like really solid. And really good sort of, post game interview. Yeah, clubhouse guy. <laughs> he's a clubhouse guy. Clubhouse guy. It's exactly who he is. He's a fucking clubhouse guy. So I start up to appreciate that particular athlete or that baseball player for how good they are in that clubhouse guy role. Yeah, you know, yeah. just like look, you're not gonna fucking do anything amazing. You're not gonna pull any boners though either. But yeah, like okay, like you know what you. You bring us up when we're down, and like it's nice to have you here. You're great, yeah. awesome. And then I realize that he's actually but not, he's not like, an athlete. Well, he's not on a team. He's just a creator <laughs> right. who has all the resources and opportunities in the world, infinite amounts to yeah. do anything he wants. Yeah. It's and then still, this is like just putting in solid, solid forty. <laughs> yeah. I really, really, really still like the Lost pilot, but the rest of Lost exists, so it has soured that. But my the, a lost pilot is incredible. The, the thing that I give J.J. Abrams the most credit for is making the first, uh, the first of his Star Trek movies, which is just it's successfully managed to permanently exist on my shelf as a comfort movie. Yeah, yeah, I feel that way with the first Star Trek movie, and yeah. like, yeah. and then all of Felicity. That's I didn't really watch. I didn't watch Felicity. I'm sorry. Oh, Carrie Russell. Felicity was Abrams. That was his thing. Yeah. Dude. Okay. Yeah. I knew that he started on one of those. <laughs> yeah. And I didn't know that it was Felicity. Yeah. 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 She's awesome in the American. I, I know. I was not letting myself. <laughs> it's so good. Like, just, like pull that apple off the tree. I know. I we'll come, we should talk back. about the American sometime. Yeah, yeah. When Fucking it comes a. back. Yeah. Do a podcast. What? Well, Americans rewatch podcasts. Not a rewatch. Wouldn't be a rewatch. You'd be a follow it. Oh yeah, follow it. I really like see the, the movie, play the game, see the show, listen to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the Americans, the game, gross. It'd be so fucking good. No, it wouldn't. It could be. No, it couldn't. A sedate spy thing like that, where you never knew if you were. Oh, I don't know. It could be good. Maybe you couldn't have those. You wouldn't. Couldn't be one of those characters. You'd have no, to, no, 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 no. That's a different story in that. In that but I guess that universe suits yeah. itself to other stories. Yeah. Potentially. Anyway, whatever. the Cold War suits itself a little spy no, 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 stories. No, no, no. I mean the specific <laughs> thing about the like. Yeah, no, the, 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 the planted American family, whatever, whatever yeah. they call them. Yeah, the yeah. anonymouses or something. Yeah. 
Yeah. They're probably called the Anonymouses. That's, that was the working title of the show. Some network guy was like, wait a minute. Well, I'll just call us the Americans. Americans no, there's already right? been a show called the Americans, obviously. No, no, there hasn't. No, there hasn't. No. Oh, great. Well, that's a good name. Oh, phew. Really... We're going to call it the Anonymouses or something or whatever they're called. Yeah. <laughs> they're called something, right? Fix that. That logo looked like the Married with Children logo. <laughs> <laughs> Um, do you have more reader mail? Yeah, I do. So uh, <laughs> that was Eric, a threat. Do yeah, I do. What? Sit down. Get yeah. used Who's to asking? <laughs> so Eric Bernier or Bernier writes, "This will be super briefly." Hi, little thumbs. I'm a longtime listener God, of this, super briefly of the podcast. I was listening last week, and being the sucker for puns, I am. I fell in love with the super briefly idea. I'm curious if you would mind if I use this idea as an inspiration for a game of my own. The game itself is an iteration on a small flash game I released last year called Comic Book Cody. You can search for that on the internet. I've had intentions to iterate for a while, but didn't have the creative spark for it just yet. Your talk gave me that spark. I'd love to use the super briefly name if possible and chalk the game full of those puns. I intend to call the briefs that give you lightning powers Thunderware. If using this idea for my inspiration bothers you, let me know. I won't pursue it any further. I just figured I'd write and ask. I look forward to this week's podcast. Cheers, Eric Bernier. We will now officially say on the air, it is incredibly bothersome. Please do not pursue this any further. <laughs> what? You'll be hearing from our lawyer. No, please make that. Man, make that game the most. Yeah. We don't care. Super briefly is public domain. Creative Commons logo now here on it. Yep. Whatever. Yeah, go for it. Do, do that, please. Um, and then several other people wrote in um, or mentioned, including our our buddy Paolo, who we work with at Campo Santo, um, to clue me into a game called 10 Second Ninja that is also very similar to the hypothetical game we discussed last week. Um, I got this game because it was recommended to me by several people and, uh, and it's really fun. Um, it's a, it is basically what we described. You have to, you have a little ninja character, you have three shuriken that you can throw and you have a sword that you can use as many times as you want at close range and you have to kill all of the robots all the nazi robots they all just have a swastika on them weirdly it's Mm. a really odd Mm. choice but it's just like that one element and that's it Uh, it's very odd uh maybe they were worried that the robots are too sympathetic otherwise yeah it's really weird choice so you have to kill them all as fast as you can and the um you're given between one and three stars i think depending on how fast you complete it and it's the kind of game where the margin of completion the margins of of completion between the three levels are so small that they're like fractions of a second it's like oh you beat it in 3.25 seconds shave off another 0.25 seconds to get a higher star Mm -hmm. ranking like holy shit and because of that as you play you're intensely aware of every tiny microsecond that you waste you know just the slightest pause between like jumping in the air and throwing your your throwing star and then turning around but like oh I didn't turn around quite as fast as I as my muscles technically would have allowed to in an optimal situation fuck and you feel it but you're the whole thing's over in like two and a half seconds but in that two and a half seconds you feel like a thousand fuck ups it's a really mm-hmm. fascinating nerve-wracking feeling and I think different people would probably react to this game very 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 differently I liked it a lot but I know that I'm gonna hit a wall where I, I'll just get too stressed and I'll have to stop playing because it's so, it's so intense. Um, and I actually also played the game that, that, um, that this guy Eric uh, made and wrote in about, and it's, it's not nearly as like 
nerve-wrackingly intense, but it's a very similar concept where you have to like run around the level, collect these newspaper, these comic books that were stolen from you. Once you collect all of them, you turn into a superhero. You have gives you one power. It's different per level, and you use that to take out all the bad guys and then get to the end as fast as you can. What was that one called? Uh, Ten Second Ninja. No, Ten Second Ninja and Comic Book Cody. Okay. Um, So yeah, there are multiple games that are similar to this hypothetical game we this reminds me last week really quickly super briefly because i feel like we're probably running the bend on this guy um why do you gotta gender the podcast huh why do i gotta what this guy oh this reader no this This podcast podcast. you gendered it on this one there There you you go go. um (laughs) i want to talk about a game that i played before we recorded this episode yeah. <laughs> called uh The Wonderful World of Dad Jokes. Oh, hey. It's by this person named um uh Do you Dan- think Danielle as the username? Um <laughs> I think it's Danielle uh, Rendo. Rien Um anyway, it's it's great. <laughs> ten out of ten. Ten out of ten. <laughs> Game of the year. That's all I'm saying. Buy it. So I haven't played it yet. Tell, actually, tell me what, it, what the deal is. Okay. Dan- Danielle's been working on this. For, no, da- Danielle's what, been working weeks? on this on this thing called, um, on her dad joke game, which is uh, on WWDJ. Not to be confused on WWDJ. Yeah. No, I think that it was it was mostly danielle's excuse to learn unity but it's a really simple adventure game where you I mean, play she's known unity for a while or to make something like, a little yeah, more substantial yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a um i don't know it's weird to talk about on the podcast it's a totally goofy game that's like a four screen adventure game where you play as a pixel art dad and you clear the different screens by encountering other dads who then basically make you listen to a joke and then the scene's over every now and then they'll require an object that you find in the scene to unlock an additional dad joke that's all that it is. Uh, uh, part of me thought it was going to have sort of a insult sword fighting. Oh no no! Mechanic you literally just walk. Where you up, harvest dad jokes like, from other dads <laughs> and then employ them in your day. No, you're just out on the street, and then there's a dad walking around. He goes, "Hey, you want to hear a joke?" You're like, "Hey, we're dads. Come here, dad." And then yeah. you're like, "Uh, oh, fine." And then he tells you a dad joke, and then it cuts, and you're all in a sports bar, and then you walk past the bar full, <laughs> and the dad's like, uh, uh, and he tells you the beginning of a joke, and then maybe you need to go pick up something and hand it to him, and then he'll tell you the rest of the joke. My space joke got into the game. I'm really pleased. I don't remember that joke. Really? I'm sure it was there. Oh, that's, in there. that's great. What's your, it what? was probably incredibly unmemorable. That's probably why you don't remember. Yeah. It was probably really not. It's like the low good. point. And the game, it ends with yeah. you helping a dad trick or treat, really, and then hurtful. he uh, tells you a joke. It's, it's the wonderful world of dad jokes. By Danielle Riendo. By Danielle Riendo of this podcast. You can get to it. It's an itch.io. It's an itch.io. Oh, it's an itch.io. It's danielleri.itch.io slash. That's all you need to go to probably. But if you really want to add in the wonderful world of dad jokes with hyphens between all of them, you'll get straight there. A teeny tiny adventure game starring dads. Play it to encounter a bunch of really bad dad jokes. It takes like three minutes to play. That was Danielle's contribution to this episode, was releasing a Ted <laughs> joke video game. She's here in spirit. Yes. Just had to get that plug in. So I'm going to put the pressure on Sean, speaking of games Ooh. we've played, for next week to be able to discuss Hatoful Boyfriend. Hatoful Boyfriend. Hatoful yeah. Boyfriend, a pigeon dating sim for some reason that has swept Twitter for months, I feel like. Yep. I need to get to the meat of the game. It yeah. takes so long to get into the meat of the game. 
I think I clicked through. You were you were fifty to a hundred. Yeah. Individual. Wait, you've played this too, Nick? Text. No. Oh no, you were watching me. Yeah. Like yeah. just clicking through RPG boxes. Yeah. With zero agency or choice, I put my name into a, a couple slots, and I'm just waiting to like do things. Bustle was this around made this. in that like manga engine or whatever? It has that. It has the look of. It was made in that manga engine. <laughs> well, no, there's a there's a. Go, fr- guys, <laughs> Nicholas, I told you I didn't want them manga engine games. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, you're gonna be a great dad one day. I really am. But no, there's a free, there's a there's a free <laughs> thing. There's a free anyway. It's fine. All right, next week. Half a full, full boyfriend. boyfriend. Yeah. Oh yeah, I own it now. Well, thanks for listening. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for uh, and we'd like to announce that our good friend Soren Johnson. Oh yeah. Has oh a shit. New podcast on the Idle Thumbs Podcast Network called Designer Notes. He's had a blog called Designer Notes for a long time, and Soren is working on a game that is an economic RTS set on Mars called Offworld Trading. Industry? Offworld Trading, Trading Company. Company. Yeah. I had to remember why does it make me think of those little green alien platformers? And that was Oddworld. Yeah, off-world <laughs> trading company. Yeah, so Soren's doing a sort of a like spiritual successor to um, Tone Control, where he's talking to uh, designers about the decisions they make and about game design in general. So it's less let's sit down with a designer and talk about their entire body of work, and more just designer to designer talking about the nuts and yeah. bolts of game design. It's a monthly podcast. As of now, the first episode is an interview with Rob Pardo, who worked part one of an interview with Rob part Pardo one of an interview fact, with yeah. with oh. Rob Pardo, who was. Uh, a designer at Blizzard for many, many, many yeah, years. Starcraft, Warcraft three, World of Warcraft. Yeah, he was a yeah, he was there forever. Yeah, um, it's really good. It's interview. good. Also, if you if you don't know of Soren, just as a name, he's a very frequent guest on the Three Moves Ahead podcast, and also you definitely know his work uh, as the lead designer on Civilization Four before uh, when he was at For Access, among mm-hmm. many yep. other things. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, the fir- the Rob Pardo interview, um, we've gotten a few comments on the sound quality. Soren is aware of that. He's going to work on that for the next, you know, future episodes. So, you know, apologies, I suppose, for that. Uh, we might try and re-upload the first episode with a- some tweaks to hopefully make it a little louder. That's been the biggest complaint. Some tweaks to the mix. Mm-hmm. Can't really change the mix, but we can because it's already mixed. But uh, but we can and boost it. Boost it a bit. Yeah. Yeah, so you can get it's, that at idlethumbs.net slash designer notes. Yes. Yep, that's it. And it has it's on iTunes as well, under mm-hmm. designer notes. Yep. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us. While you're on iTunes getting designer notes, rate idle thumbs. Really helps us out. Leave us a nice review. Or yeah. anything. Yeah. <laughs> shit on us. <laughs> God, you saying shit on us. <laughs> this is like a directive. <laughs> shit on us. <laughs> <laughs> ah! oh, no. Shitty no. Batman. No, Pooey, no. <laughs> More Pooey. More Pooey. <laughs> also, thanks to Nature Box for sponsoring this episode. Nature Box is a wonderful snack delivery service they will bring delicious treats to your home or office treats of your choosing your or choosing theirs. or their choosing you can say nature box i trust you you won't do me wrong and they'll just bring you goods naturebox.com slash thumbs for a sample pack of one full-size snack and four 
miniature snacks. And you pay for meager shipping. Yep. Two dollars. Thanks, Nature Box. Thanks, Nature Box. And thank you, um, Barack Obama. Video games. High school, like, yeah. like prom, <laughs> prom king, like just, assembly. Oh. <laughs> All right, guys, really excited for the 1999 Ann Arbor Cougars to like have a great year. When I say Nick, you say Brecken. Anyway, a homer over. <laughs> Nick. <laughs> dick. Oh, he totally said dick. <laughs> no, guys. Oh, no. Dick Preckens, my father. Autothumbs.net. Read us on iTunes. I had the strangest moment. Sorry, this is not on the podcast. But I, I had the strangest Neither moment. I was, yeah, like, well, I was I mean, laying in my while. childhood bed the other day. Wait, this is on the podcast. And uh, I was at home. You guys know all this. Nick, I was in Wyoming visiting my parents and hunting. And I was laying in my bed. I was like on my iPhone like you are in the mornings, you know? And like, I'm for all intents and purposes naked. It was hot in this room for some reason, even though it's cold. It was cold in Wyoming. And um, I'm laying there and I just have like my phone up in the air. And I'm in a bedroom feeling like an adult because I am. And then just my dad just walks in. <laughs> like, no knock. Just comes in and he's just standing there. And he's like, hey, just want to see if you're up. And I'm like, naked. You're like, basically. Like, I have like a sheet covering like yeah. the important bits. And I'm like, yeah, I'm up. And he's like, all right. And he leaves. And I'm laying there and I'm like, what in the world? Like, what in the world? What if I was having private times? Like, what in the world? <laughs> And then I realized that, like, when you're an yeah. adult, when you're a parent, yeah. when you're waking your kid up for school, this is what you do. You yeah. just open the door and you go in and you're like, hey, sh- you know, get up. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's do this. Turn the radio on and then leave. Like, oh, I don't want to get up. And like, yeah, get up. Yeah. <laughs> and I realized it just never, there was no transition for him. Right, of right. course. Yeah. It was just, I'm waking up an 11 year old or a 30 year old. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But it was weird to be like laying there as like a grown up, and like I kind of look down, and, like see like a relatively grown up body. Like, you've had um, you've had m- multiple naked exposure moments in the last like three days. I have. <laughs> we said that into a mic. I'm not saying that's on the podcast. That's all on the podcast. I was completely naked, literally completely naked in my hallway this morning, and Dennis came home <laughs> to write a rent check. Really? Yeah, and I like, had music on and shit in my you room. Didn't tell me that. What? He didn't tell me that. No, because I heard the he door. No, I heard the door. <laughs> I heard the door open, and I just went like, <laughs> and like did a fucking full dive into my bed. Boom! Landed on my bed. Pulled my covers over myself and turned off the music and just laid there in silence <laughs> till he left. Oh my! God. I never even came out of my room. Wow. And then it occurred to me, I'm like, why don't I just put on clothes? Because I like, oh, I put on clothes, and as soon as he leaves, I gotta take them all off. Yeah. That was my reasoning for hiding. <laughs> I was a grown person. For not, you're not even going, hey, Dennis. Hey, man, hey, just I'm in here. Just, no, hey, leaving rent, huh? <laughs> no, silence. What are you going to do? There's nothing you can do other than that, really. Just, talk, <laughs> just tell 30. I mean, you, that was the only avenue. Just tell tens of thousands really. of people about it on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> It's really your only option in those yeah, moments. What's funny is I opened the door and the first person I saw, for person, Jesus, the first thing I saw when I opened the door was just a cat. She was just sitting there right in my door, my door and she looks right in my eyes. It's just like, what the fuck was that? 
<laughs> like what? Why would you behave like that? I'm like, well, I don't know. 